and welcome to The Two Tones. It is episode Clem Smith. You weren't expecting that one, were you, Tone? You pulled back one from left field, Tony. I, I was more thinking along the lines of episode Alex or um, <laughs> perhaps episode Marcazzani, just oh. to throw one in from circa 1982. Or Brendan Favola for well, those episode who came in late. Oh, I'm not one to quibble, Tony. Um, call it what you will. It's lovely to be here and lovely to be alive. Uh, well, I tell you, uh, a certain game of football might have uh, taken a few minutes off your life the other day. It was... Uh, Okay, I'm trying to find the word here. Look, it was exciting. Um, the third quarter, especially the second half of the third quarter, the rate of effort was amazing. I thought it was very nice that the umpires formed a, um, a cordon and uh, when Sydney got off the ground and the umpires cheered them off. <laughs> I thought that was very sweet. I suspect you're probably alluding to a, a decision that wasn't paid to um, Andrew Phillips, yes. who was absolutely mauled yeah, um, but in the in in front of the big sticks. Oh, and then there was um, a cruise. There was a cruise tap out where he grabbed the ball and then coughed up a free kick. Apparently, look, that was look, I didn't know about that rule. <laughs> Did you? No, I wasn't aware. I have to confess, but. Look, I suspect you can pick at a million things. Let's look at it in totality. Sydney gunning for a, a you know a premiership tilt on their home turf yeah. um, was really um, given one hell of a um, a wake up call, I think, by the Carlton team. It was magnificent to see the players apply themselves oh. from the first bounce yeah. and hunting Sydney, Tony. That's yeah. what I uh, love to see, and I think. Brendan Bolton's um, um, been able to instil this um, this hunting mentality back into the team at a time where I think we're all concerned it was going to fall away towards mm. the end of uh, a really interesting season. So the players, to their credit, uh, really applied themselves with um, with uh, you know that level of intensity that you have to bring to the to any game to be competitive and. Um, you know, look, if things had gone our way, who knows, it would have been a, a meritorious victory. It wasn't. And I think um, the curse continues. It's something like two wins in, um, you know, 15 or 16 years against the Swans mm. anywhere. So uh, it's a monkey that uh, the players really need to get off their back when the time comes around again and we get the Swans. If you do, uh, if you can uh, do yourself a favour, have a look at the footage of the team walking off. They are not a team who are... Pleased that they kept Sydney honest. They are a team devastated that they lost a game they could have won. A, a, a canny observation, Tony, and I, I think that says a lot about the mindset of the players now. That um, yes, uh, second best isn't good enough. Mm. And I, I think you know what we've seen along the way is um, uh, a real education process for you, for this young group of players, and um, how with every every experience on game day. So much is learnt, and um, that one will be stored away, uh, mm. I'm sure. Um, uh, again, as I said, a lot will be taken from from the contest in terms of what might have been, what could have been done better or, or differently. But really, uh, you know, watching on Tony f- from the lounge room as I was at the weekend and, and looking at the tweets of Carlton people, I think the general overview and response was, well, isn't it great to see this team having a go? Yeah. You cannot possibly ask for more mm. and if the players apply themselves 100 percent they're probably going to win more games than they lose so yeah. that's that's what's really heartening about the way this team is currently playing it's been a bit of a theme in close games like this that the lack of finish is always going to kill you well i, I have one question for you a- apart from um 
possibly uh, ending um, Ed Kerno's career, or, or not his season, this, the, uh, you know, or putting him out of action for a couple of weeks. Exactly what was Levi Casbolt doing? Where was he? Where was he playing? Because he wasn't parked in the goal square as a tall marking option. I, I was trying to figure out how he was being utilised. I think you referred to Charlie. Charlie, Charlie sorry, yes. not Charlie. Yet. But look, I suppose the dimensions of the SCG is such that you don't have a sort of a, a genuine, you know, what we historically recognise as a centre forward position and yep. a full forward position. So the, the key position forward is, is, is sort of roaming somewhere in between. Yep. And look, SCG is a small ground, so what you're going to have is a greater propensity for body-on-body Collisions and um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that you know friendly fire took Charlie out at a time where he was really oh, you know clunking yeah. them and um, and uh, as was the case with Jakob Vietering last week and to a lesser extent Charlie, we, we we've been screaming out for someone to take a catch in that forward fifty yeah. and again um, we're very heartened to learn though the you know the full prognosis hasn't been delivered that um, it's not an ACL yep. so we we haven't lost. A play for twelve months as we have with um, Casey Byrne, uh, so that's that's a that's a great result yeah. as, as far as I'm concerned. That um, you know that Charlie, okay, may may be the the remaining weeks of the season that we'll be without him, but golly, hasn't been magnificent to yeah. see those little glimpses yeah. of, of the future uh, through. Um, uh, the uh, the play of Charlie Kerno uh, looks like a, he's going to develop into a really good player for this club. Phillips had a good game. Phillips had a great game and was tr- tremendously competitive and um, and also went forward and looked like it was really a chance to um, you know cause a bit of uh, damage there. I, I think we, we've got a great competitor in in Andrew Phillips. You know, and um, you talked about the the way the players acquitted themselves through the contest, Tony. I think it was embodied in the way that Andrew Phillips attacked the ball. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're watching football games, you can tell from the very first bounce, uh, the very first play, that players are switched on. And um, Andrew Phillips and and uh, Matt Cruiser really, uh, I think, um, took it up to the Swans following division with the way they really committed to the contest. And, um, again, I, I commend Stephen Silvani for... Um, his work in getting Andrew Phillips to Carlton because I think <clears throat> I think he's going to become a really important player yeah. in the makeup of that senior team. There was a, a flash of uh, can I call it brilliance from uh, from Blaine Bowhurst. Oh, jeez. Well, <clears throat> I mean that that run is universally considered the run of the year, yeah. uh, um, and it was magn- look he was he was nowhere near that that uh, city player Richards when he took control of the ball. But isn't isn't that I mean that that that's your training manual yeah. vision of of application yeah. to the contest and dedication yeah. and, the, and the will, the will to actually make it over that, you know, half a ground yeah. to run down an opposition player. And, and, and with um, none of the opposition players' teammates saying, "You're hot," or you, you know, no. "You're on your hammer," he's on your hammer, or no, th- no. That's what I found remarkable about it. But it, you're right; it was a great kind of training or learnable uh, moment. Oh, that he it's, just, it's, it was application. He, he just uh, he yes. hunted him, as he said. And, and I think, I think again, I, I pay credit to the coaching panel here because I think what we've seen players like um, Bokhorst, Bryce Gibbs, particularly, they brought this other dimension to the game that perhaps in, they've never been acknowledged for. Or, but it's it, when you look at that that bit of play with um, with Bokhorst. You look at them, or you think of the mindset, mm. you know, and what is driving Blaine Bocors to run the length of, of the ground to 
for what seems an impossible task of running in a bloke that's up and away with the footy and yeah. um, that is just 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 incredible you know that 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 will to to get to the contest and to and to make make it count when you get there and all, all power to him you know it was was great to see and Blaine's had a he's had a tough year with injury and, and whatever and um, I think he's in that situation where he's trying to submit himself in the team and and I, I think Passages of play like that won't do his uh, cause any harm, that's for sure. No. The, the midfield's been interesting. Gibbs and Cripper obviously had um, a great day out. Pusser Graham is kind of has slotted in there now, and he's, I think he was, uh, th- between the four midfielders, there were 40 tackles. Yes. That's a kind yes. of, that's a rough... Uh, that's a rough number, but that says something about their intensity. And I think about how comfortable uh, Nick Graham is in the well, midfield at the moment. Yeah, well, well, look, look, it's a fair call. I think if you're playing the Swans in the SCG, um, the only way to have any chance against them on that ground is with the, with that word you've mentioned, intensity. You know, and um, Puss was symptomatic of the the team as a whole, and that they that he, he really brought an intensity to his game and. Um, uh, look, in the absence of Mark Murphy, we've we've been screaming for someone to to um, you know take the um, take up the slack uh, because so much has been left, I suppose, to Cripps and, and Gibbs. Um, so it was great to see um, you know Nick Graham really contributing to the cause in midfield, where you know <laughs> games are won and lost. Let's be yeah. honest from 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 that area of the ground. So all power to him. And there was uh, there was a lot of goal kickers, which. I think says something about the forward structure. I know, and then you know, in that dying, the dying minutes of the last quarter, where you just needed, say, a silky run of play to kind of get us across the line. But we, it was just, it was a frustrating exercise watching the ball go into our forward fifty. I think we, did we dominate forward fifty entries in that last quarter? I, I believe so, and and I think uh, you know, so I can remember just hack back to the game, the time clock. You know, we we were yeah. we we're a goal. Thereabouts down, it was five minutes on the clock, and and we seemed to have the momentum. And I thought, gee, you know, uh, we've had a lot of play here for a little return. Yeah. If we can find a way, you know, and and uh, where there, when there's a mass of bodies in a small space, you know, it's always very hard to to find a way. But um, but um, I think the forward line, you know, it's still a work, very much a work in progress. We've lauded the the feats of the defence this year, and. Uh, certainly, the the midfielders, you know, uh, Sons, Mark Murphy, have, have battled on gamely, but we we just need to get our forward set up right. And as I say, it's probably partly why it was so disappointing that Charlie went down because we want to get games into players like mm. Charlie Kuno and hopefully uh, Big Harry. You know, Harry, I think again had a good game um, for the Northern Blues. So yeah. um, so. We want to see these young players, you know, staking a claim um, because there are there are spots up for grabs, literally, um, and let's hope they're taken by the likes of Mackay Kuno and Co. <laughs> well, it's, it's exciting to hear the name Mackay being called out, McCartan <laughs> Jumper. I'm not going to say no to that. We'll get to the Hawthorne game in a second because I, I want to ask you, Tone, if you, if you think Mackay will get the call up. That calls for speculation, Your Honour. Um, I do want to say that with it. Despite the loss, and it was you know coming off the the tight loss to West Coast the week before, it was a thrilling game to watch. It and was Carlton were accountable. They were aggressive. They were honest. They were hard at it. And it's the frustrating things like finishes, like um, you, you know the I guess the stuff that the teams higher up the ladder do. But you only get higher up the ladder by getting basics right. Yes, yes. You know, there's the old. Uh, 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 Cliche in football, you, you sometimes have to take two steps, steps back to take one step forward. Yeah. And and what you said is right. I, um, Carlton brought all those 
you know, um, noble qualities to the table in terms of the way they play. Okay, the finishing may have left a bit to be desired. It has been a, an issue for a, a little while now. Mm. But um, like I said, um, if 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 the players apply themselves as, as uh, um, totally as they did the weekend. Um, with an ounce of luck and a little bit more polish, uh, the results will come. And, and, you know, I don't know how you feel, Tone, but um, I've sure I've been disappointed with the narrow losses of late. But overriding that is the way that the team is playing and, yeah. and, and the glimpses of what tomorrow brings for Carlton. And um, I think you go away quite uh, buoyed by what you have seen. And um, it hasn't always been the case that um, Carlton supporters have been able to say that because yeah. they've... You know, it wasn't so long ago we were all going to the football looking at the Carlton teams and saying, where the hell are we going with this? Uh, It was a melancholy (laughs) obligation. It was. But then, you know, then you watch a press conference by, in capital letters, the greatest coach who has ever lived. (laughs) You you get the takeaway message from that, from what Bolts was saying, and this this is very important. He doesn't go to a press conference without mentioning Carlton supporters and members, Mm. which I love. It's great. Um, And he also, he wanted to make the point that near enough isn't good enough. No. The playing group understand that, that it's... And like I said before, you know, the, uh, the, the look of exhaustion as they walked off and, you know, verging on despair that they didn't get the four points. The near enough not being good enough, that there is, that there is a cultural change underway and that soon efforts like that, uh, we hope, going to be the exception rather than the norm. You're right. Um, Brendan Bolton articulates the, the message magnificently and simplistically. You yeah. know, there's no, there's no um, ambiguity in what he says with any answer, you know, and he, answer, he, he answers every question and then moves on without uh, embellishments or um, clouding the message. And, you know, hearing him talk, obviously, um, uh, you know, the message is uncomplicated and um, football in many ways is a, a simple game, you know, mm. and, and, you, and you don't want to complicate matters. And I, and I think the players that play under him have a clear understanding direction of what their coach wants. And um, you can just see the way that they play, you know. It's uh, head down, tail up and, yeah. and, and have a crack. And um, it's, just, it's just magnificent and uh, admirable to see the players play the way they are. And I'm, I'm sure it's, it's no uh, coincidence that Brendan Bolton's coaching this team, that he's getting this sort of return out of the players, you know. And well, as I said earlier, like players like Bocus and Gibbs that are sort of reinventing themselves in other areas. The, the Xavier, ta- sorry, the Xavier Richards tackle oh. by Bokhurst was to me kind of that's Brendan Bolton. Oh, right there. oh, absolutely, anyway, absolutely. You know my feelings on the man. So, um, <laughs> Tone, I'm going to get your votes. Uh, well, three, yes. two, one for the two tones player of the year. Look, I had trouble with this game, Tone, because it was it was an even showing. There were a lot of good players, and um, uh, I'm going to go a little bit against the grain uh, on this occasion. You know, we've heard Simpson and Doherty dominate um, yeah. the comp, comp, you know the contest through the course of this year. But I'm giving one vote to Ed Kerno because I thought Ed, Ed was oh, pretty admirable yeah. in midfield. Bobbed up for a, a, um, a couple of goals, which was which was terrific. Um, yeah, there was one kind of cheeky yeah. snap that he just he threw it on the boat. Oh, it was see what happens here. And the wind was his friend. That's right. And, you know, and, and in fairness to Ed, celebrated it. Like he meant to do it. That's <laughs> yeah. very important. Yeah, I think I think what was great about that goal it was something made out of nothing. You yeah. know, and the, he had players on his hammer, and he yeah. suddenly got boots a ball, and that from a pretty tight angle um, just goes to show. You know what what can be capable of, can be capable of that 
mind shit. Um, great game, Ed. Two I gave to the Ruckman, Andrew Phillips. I yep. thought he was really terrific. Um, just gave Carlton that edge that you know it really needs in that area of the gr- ground. You know, I thought his ground play was terrific. Uh, went forward, looked a menace. I think he's a. Well, we saw in the game I think against Essendon, you know, here we, that he is a goal kicker. Yeah. Kicked a really great goal yes. under pressure in, on that occasion, uh, and he's going to be a good player for Carlton. And three to Patrick Cripps, you know, um, has taken a lot of the uh, the heat with uh, Mark Murphy unavailable through injury and. Um, we have to keep reminding ourselves, you know, we talk about Charlie Curnow and, and um, Silvani and these types of players. What's Cripps played? 30 games? For, yeah. You know, he hasn't played 50. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, when you think about that, that's just, um, you know, a frightening prospect. That yeah. how, how good can this player actually become? Um, all power to Patrick Cripps. He, he really led from the front and um, he's, um, he's uh, you know, one of the elite players of the comp already, I believe. I'm going to endorse those and I'm going to give some honourable mentions to Sumner and Buckley. I liked how they went about it yes. on the weekend for yes. young blokes. Um, and, yeah, I, I continue to watch Sumner and continue to watch his his effort. His rate of effort, I think, is is impressive. Yes, I yes. Like yeah, very good call. T- Tone, there's a little... Uh, when we're talking about feats of heroism, yeah. there is a moment that I'd like to um, bring to your attention, Tony, from the Northern Blues game. Um did you see uh, that mark of <laughs> core checks late in the game? No. That, that if you get a chance, it's on the Carlton website, and it was like Gigantor just taking this massive oh, grab with 48 blokes hanging off him trying to spoil the team and threaded it through, uh, no problem from probably about 40, to uh, give the Northern Blues one of the great victories over the Sons of the Scray uh, here at here at um, Icon Park. Um, have a look at it if you get the chance. And Carlton uh, supporters and members listening in, if you haven't seen it, just go to uh, go to the video and uh, just see that. That's the one. And just see the massive clunk for the massive mitts of a core check. Oh, we love um, that. Yes. Right, great. Uh, great. Great moment. And uh, all power to him. He's a development player. And uh, maybe that little... Um, uh, that little uh, chat with Joe Biden um, <laughs> paid handsome dividends for the great man. Yes, we can. Um, <laughs> now, uh, we'll quickly uh, just preview the Hawthorne game. Bolts is up against his alma mater. Uh, Carlton v Hawthorne, Saturday, 30th of July, Aurora Stadium at 2.10pm. Sorry, that's my pen, my pen falling on the table there. Um, it is in Tassie, so second away game in the course of two weeks. Uh, this is the first time since uh, the NAB Challenge that Carlton have played in Tassie. It's a look. It's going to be a very big test, especially given what uh, the Hawks did to Richmond. Yes, I, I would. I would preface that by saying I think we are mentally stronger than Richmond, but then I think so as a two-year-old whose um, dummy has fallen out of the pram. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, look, I hardly concur with those sentiments, Tone. And, uh, uh, you, know, you know, it's been... I can remember uh, seeing Carton beat Hawthorne in Tassie, and I don't know whether I've alluded to this before. But was that the, the famous flight well, back on the, the, on the private jet? On the jet. Rockstar on the jet. Tony to Volvo. Uh, on the jet. I, I, uh, well, it was another time, I guess. But um, I can remember um, taking the Learjet down to uh, Launceston <laughs> Airport and and then boarding the shuttle bus directly to the ground and seeing Carlton knock Hawthorne over in what was Dick Pratt's first um, cameo appearance as Carlton president 
And, of course, we won the game. Dennis Pagan was coach, and we, we boarded the jet on the way back. And I'll never forget when the, when the plane levelled out over the skies of Tasmania, uh, the, the hostesses um, walked down the aisle um, sharing their passengers with you know, plates of crayfish and prawn and, oh. and champagne. Because Dick Pratt always said, you've got to celebrate the special moments. Yeah. And I can remember, as, uh, I, I, was, I think I'd just knocked down my fourth Morton Bay boat, Tony. <laughs> and Dennis Pagan looked up. He was, uh, I don't know what he was uh, imbibing in at the time. But I remember him saying, he said, I've, I've seen a lot of things in my time in football, but this takes the cake. He's probably right. It was an incredible experience. And, and let's hope history repeats because it's been a long, long, long time between drinks for Carlton against oh. Hawthorne. And, um, uh, you know, we'd love to get one up on um, uh, the Hawks and, um, and their coach. And uh, it's a big moment for Brendan Bolton, isn't it? Um, uh, Hawthorne was where he, he completed his football apprenticeship as coach. And uh, wouldn't he dearly love to um, get one over the Hawks? Well, you you wouldn't want to accuse Hawthorne of of arrogance. I have no idea, how, you know, why they would have to be or w- would want to be. But I I have detected, and I, it was part of me thinking was part of Sydney's performance a result of arrogance. They didn't rate Carlton going into the game. They didn't. They hadn't prepared. Could it be a case of of Hawthorne just assuming this is going to be? an automatic four points and, and Carlton hopefully uh, teaching them a lesson in humility. But I can't imagine that Hawthorne under Clarkson would be taking any game lightly. Yeah. And I think what we've seen uh, in recent times is, um, well, you can't take any opposition lightly, mm. you know. And um, but, but I think what, what the, the battle here is going to be one contested football, you know. And mm. can... Carlton bring to the table what they brought to the SCG once again. You know, it's an enormous challenge for the players. Can they back up that, you know, that heartening performance against the Swans, against the team that, well, is the preeminent football team of the competition? Yeah. Three in a row, they're, they're, you know, they're gloriously placed for, for four. Yeah. No greater challenge in football than the one that meets Brendan Bolton's players this week and... You know, can they measure up? Are they up to it? Well, only time will tell. Well, you know, as we say every week, all we want is an honest contest. Of course, it would be great to win, but at the end of the day, you just want uh, yeah, a four-quarter effort, which we got uh, against Sydney. Very true. Very uh, true now, Tone, just quickly before we go, do you think Mackay is a – well, do you think he's a chance – well, I mean, look, stranger things have happened in football. Well, well, it has, you know, and, it, and I guess it depends on the balance of the team. I mean, Kudos, Charlie Kudos, going to be lost, so there goes a marking, a tall marking option. So, so does so, Liam Jones come in? Well, it, I mean, that's he's a, another possibility too. Um, I, I'm not sure where Dale Thomas is either. I mean, um, he he, I'm not sure if he's uh, over the injury that he's uh, sustained, but. Um, yeah, look, he might be a might be a cheeky chance, Harry Mackay. Um, I think we all want to see um, just see these players play. You know, um, uh, when I when I mentioned that earlier vision VFL, it was a great bit of vision last week of Harry Mackay in that one on one contest, mm. uh, just uh, running running off his opponent and slotting one um, on the run. He's um, apparently grown two centimeters this year, and he's two oh two, and he and he and he moves like a greyhound. Um, so these are the players that we want. Uh, we, we certainly want to see uh, going around in the afternoon or 
or later on in the day. So let's hope that he's pushing for selection and he maybe gets his chance against the competition benchmarks. Well, I tell you, if he uh, if he isn't playing, you will see him at the Northern Blues. They're taking on Werribee this Sunday at 11.40am at Avalon Airport Oval. And outside of the air show tone... They are some of the finest aerial displays you will see, <laughs> hopefully. So uh, good luck. Go Blues against Hawthorne again at times. Um, uh, Aurora Stadium, 2.10pm. This has been the Two Tones with Tony DeBolfo. Thank you, Tony. Tony Moclair. Thanks to Danielle. We will catch you next week. Go Blues. Go Blues.